Snipers, you have to see what's happening at the Bitcoin price this Friday. This is a midnight update heading to the weekend inside of a symmetrical triangle. I actually took a long position here and I have a very tight stop loss at 28,000 US dollars. And I want to talk about why I took a long position because I've been getting a lot of slack from you guys saying that Bitcoin is more likely to test 34,000 US dollars than it is to test 25,000 US dollars. And I might be wrong. Maybe the time you're watching this video, we see Bitcoin drop and test 25,000 US dollars. But I have a strong case to make that has not been invalidated that we've been talking about here on the Sniper's channel. And that's the fact that Bitcoin, after what happened with Luna, saw max amount of fear that is comparable to the COVID crash where look how we recovered from the COVID crash, very similar to the way that we're covering right now. This could certainly be a potential short-term bottom. Maybe we test 34,000, get rejected and see further downside. I think that's pretty unlikely. But what I am very sure about snipers is that I think it's still more likely, and this is against most people's opinion right now, that Bitcoin this weekend tests 34,000 US dollars before it sees any further downside. And you know what strengthens this thesis, snipers? Today, Bitcoin had every single reason to see downside with the four-dimensional revolving parts, but it didn't. And what we've been saying here on the Cypress channel is the minute that Bitcoin was at 28,300 US dollars, that was when Luna collapsed to zero dollars. And since then, Bitcoin has not tested that price level or any price levels below that, indicating that we could look back a year from now and say that was the bottom for Bitcoin. And now there's news attached to it. It's not the fundamentals or technicals that I'm worried about. It's the psychology. 80% of trading is psychology. Read the book Trading Psychology, for example. 20% is a mixture of fundamentals and technicals. I don't care about the fundamentals and technicals. What I do care about is the fact that we saw a peak amount of hysteria and fear during the Luna collapse, equivalent to the COVID crash. And we are certainly recovering the same way that we did in March of 2020, where Bitcoin has just kind of found a floor and it's been consolidating. As a matter of fact, forming a bullish pattern after seeing the psychological event, we can call it psyops, right? A psychological operation. I'm not going to start controversy, but let's just say that this was a very big psychological moment for Bitcoin. As a matter of fact, the psychological moment was when Bitcoin dropped below 34,788 on March, or I'm sorry, May 8th. And this was when the start of the Luna collapse began. And the peak amount of fear was when Luna hit zero US dollars. And we've yet to come and test those lows. And we had every single reason to do it today with S&P 500 forming new consolidation lows. It is currently free falling and it closed the week. Notice how it tested price action below the 600 day moving average, which is a very strong level, by the way, a level that we've not tested since March of 2020. And so we had every reason today for Bitcoin to see further downside, but it didn't. And Remember the puzzle piece that we discussed two days ago, snipers, Bitcoin against the S&P 500? Why was Bitcoin up 5% when the S&P 500 closed a red daily candle? It was showing strength against the S&P 500. And so what did I say that meant? It was potentially Bitcoin readjusting to the fact that what we saw when Bitcoin crossed below 34,780, started to free fall at 26,700 was potentially only because of what happened with Luna and that now technicals and fundamentals are out of the question. Bitcoin is underpriced and it needs to readjust back to market value. Maybe that's why today Bitcoin had every reason 
to see further downside with S&P 500 forming new lows today. Equities free falling. Tesla down, I think, at 1.10% today. But Bitcoin did not decide to see further lows, as we've been saying on this channel. So the thesis is still strong. I might be wrong. We'll find out if Bitcoin comes below 28,000 US dollars that I'm potentially wrong. The confirmation would be forming new lows, of course. But I'm in a long position with a tight stop loss at 28,000. I think there's more upside than downside potential. I still believe that 34,000 is more likely than 25,000 right now. And I'll say this right now. If we look at the way the weekly candle closed for the S&P 500, an indecision candle testing its previous weekly open, which is in green here. We always have that on the Sniper's channel updated for you guys. Also, the 100-week moving average. Just look at this S&P 500 close, an indecision candle. Pay attention to the way the weekly candle closed. That's it. It's closed. Session's over. Now it's the weekend. It's time for Bitcoin to make its decision. Bitcoin's weekly candle looks deformed compared to the way the S&P 500 closed. Maybe that's why we saw Bitcoin up 5% one day while the S&P 500 was down. Maybe this weekly candle, in my opinion, needs to come up and test its previous weekly open to maybe close at least similar to the way the equity market closed. And so I'm betting that this is how this weekly candle is going to look. That's my bet right now. I don't bet and don't think that Bitcoin's weekly candle is going to close like this, testing lower levels. So that's my bet. I don't think that this is what's going to happen. There's just a lot of reasons to say that this was a potential, at least short-term bottom, could be the bottom. But just look at this high-volume red candle that closed last week. That has been indicative of a bottom in the past, right? So you can see we never saw weekly candles come and test prices below that low once it was formed. Eventually it did, but that was after a month. It was five weekly candles until we tested just a little bit less before we saw a reversal, right? And that's just to clear out the margin positions that initially came in there, see who wants to actually hold those margin positions. So those short-term you know, places. I mean, the point is that was the bottom, right? So was this the bottom? Is this the weekly candle that we should be taking a long position on? Because to me, this weekly candle looks deformed. I don't know about you snipers, but that's what it looks like to me. And I'll wrap up with this. Smash like one for the YouTube algorithm if you support these midnight updates on a Friday here for you snipers, as always during the most important moments, which I think right now is a very important moment that we're going to look back on because what happened with Luna wasn't a joke. I mean, that was people's savings account. That was that was where companies were holding their treasuries, right? It wasn't an investment for a lot of companies. UST's collapse was a big deal. That was similar to what happened with Mt. Gox, MT Gox. If you guys were around in the markets in 2016, MT Gox collapsing was an exchange where people lost money and they had money just sitting on an exchange. They weren't even in the markets. Right. And so what happened recently is something we're going to look back on and say, man, that was an event to be remembered. And so why wouldn't Bitcoin at peak hysteria and fear bottom out potentially there? I think it's on the table. I think that we're going to look back and say, man, this was very similar to what happened to March of 2020. Even if we see further lows, I still think it's unlikely. I mean, it took three billion dollars to get Bitcoin down there. Anyways, I'm not going to sit here and argue with the bears and the bulls. I might be wrong. It's the hardest thing in the world to predict a top or a bottom. But what I am saying is for this weekly candle in the immediate short term, right? Markets are dynamic. We can't predict what's going to happen a month from now, but we can get a very good idea based on the four dimensional environment and how markets played out for this week. What could happen this weekend, which is very important because this could be something that 
is important in the macro, that might change. What if something and a catalyst comes up next week? And by then we're already testing 34,000. Maybe right now with the way the world is, Bitcoin will test 34,000 to see further lows. But what if it tests 34,000 and then as it's coming back down, something happens. And then we just, that's why markets are dynamic. That's why you can't predict the future too far ahead of, uh, you know, time, right? So um, that's why we always talk about immediate short term here because that's what matters right now. All you have is the present moment. The future and the past do not exist. They are merely just illusions, right? And so stay in the present moment. In the present moment, I think it's more likely for Bitcoin to test 34,000 while a lot of people are shorting, whatever it might be. I think it's more likely to test 34,000 and close testing its previous week loop. And the same way the S&P 500 did because it had every reason to come down today as equity markets closed, but it didn't. And so why didn't that happen? Why has our thesis still been correct that we're not going to come down and test the Luna max fear price levels? Why is that still true? Because we have something to hang on to right now. This is a valid thesis. That's why we saw Bitcoin get every reason to see downside today, but it didn't. So I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below, snipers. We've been getting a lot of bears and bulls, and so it's been quite fun. It's been a while since we've had the bears out. They've been in hibernation for so long. So some people are saying, oh, Bitcoin's going down below 10,000 now because of how equities are playing out. No, I think Bitcoin and Tesla are the apex assets right now. I don't think those are going to see what other assets and equities have suffered over the last few months as Facebook, PayPal, and many other equities in the NASDAQ have truly suffered, right? And so it's not just that. I mean, now we're seeing the housing stocks get smashed. I mean, everything is is getting hit hard right now, right? And so that's very clear. It's very hard to hide out in this market that we're currently in with the interest rates slowly increasing and things of that nature. But I think that we have to remember markets are forward-looking. They price things in and they move on. And so while everyone is starting to realize that things are bad, markets are pricing that in. And before we know it, we're already in our recovery, just like how it happened in March of 2020. You know, by the time you, you, you realized what was going on, Bitcoin was from 5,000 already doubled to 10,000 US dollars. And then by the time everyone started hopping on board, it was already 2021. And so from March to the end of 2020, people were just kind of blindsided by all the news and all the headlines. And next thing you know, January 1st, 2021, boom, Bitcoin breaks new previous all-time high. New all-time high, new all-time high, right? So um, markets are forward-looking, right? So, I mean, what was it? By August of 2020, from March to August, Bitcoin had already doubled from its bottom from 5,000 to 10,000. So, you know, what if? What if this is, you know, a potential bottom? You know, seven red weeks. We see max hysteria. They price in what's happening right now to the economy. Next thing you know, we are stair-stepping our way up, stair-stepping our way up before it's too late to get into this consolidation zone. Bitcoin moves to a new consolidation zone. I'm a macro bull, a uh, medium-term neutral, more bullish on Bitcoin. Altcoins is a whole different story. Let's not get into altcoins right now. But anyways, we're rambling on. So I'm just rambling because you guys are rambling. A lot of you guys in the comments and some of them are not nice. And so, so that's why I want to give you guys a little bit more of my concrete thesis and opinion and what I'm standing for right now on my end, because we can be as unbiased as we want. But at the end of the day, I think it's important you guys realize what my real stance is and my opinion. Uh, and so, you know, that's why you watch my videos, right? Um, so I would say this at the end of the day, um, Bitcoin's inside of the range of a resistance of 34,788. 
and a support of 25,000 US dollars. If we start to see, let's say, 28,000 break, then there is a potential we come down to test 25,000. Uh, based on the revolving parts, I think that right now Bitcoin's weekly candle has yet to see its test of 34,000. That this is a likely place for Bitcoin to end up during this weekend. 34,708 is a major level. If you want to take short, if those bears watching, right, you want to short Bitcoin, maybe take that short when we're at 34,780. And I wouldn't short Bitcoin, I would short altcoins, right, while Bitcoin's making that move. And so wait for Bitcoin to hit 34,788 and then see what altcoins are ready to, to get shorted, right? That might be a good play. Uh, obviously, wait for confirmation, wait for the hit. For those in the Discord, you'll know when we're shorting as we take short positions on altcoins, but we haven't taken a short on Bitcoin since we broke down from 45,000. We took shorts when it was at 60,000, 50,000, but it's certainly not a time for us to be shorting, in my opinion. And so with that, thank you all for tuning into the channel. Smash like one for the YouTube algorithm. I'm going to have my midnight snack and do some more research on the markets. I think that's all I wanted to discuss today. Real quick, Ethereum to Bitcoin still holding up 65,000 Satoshis also has not formed uh, any breakdown candles to say that this consolidation is going to break to the downside. 65,000 Satoshis holding is very positive. And when it comes to Bitcoin dominance, I want to talk about that really quick. A lot of people are talking about Bitcoin dominance ready to move up. I don't think you should be paying attention to Bitcoin dominance. It's already showing a lot of things that are different than what happened in 2018. So for those comparing Bitcoin dominance now to what happened in 2018, go and look at the DXY against Bitcoin dominance in 2018 and how much they were correlated and how that has changed completely in 2022 and for this cycle. And so for you to compare Bitcoin dominance right now to something that isn't comparable to 2018, at least against the DXY, I think that it would be foolish to compare Bitcoin dominance to anything that happened in 2018. As a matter of fact, I don't think that we should even use that as a puzzle piece. I think it's more important to use the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart as a puzzle piece, because what we do know about the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart is that when Bitcoin capitulates, right, in March of 2020, when we capitulated, Bitcoin uh, dominance, we could look at Bitcoin dominance and, and come up with a hundred different things. But remember, it's not as significant anymore because it's already shown a lot of things that are different from 2018. But what we do know for sure is that notice how in March of 2020, Ethereum dominance moved down with Bitcoin's move to the downside. And then as soon as we started to recover and all the way until the cycle really started for Bitcoin, Ethereum to Bitcoin did very well. And so this is also a very good gauge of sentiment. When Ethereum to Bitcoin chart is trending up as it did before Bitcoin even broke its previous all-time high in 2020, the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart was still showing strength. It was showing confidence. Uh, and then, of course, it got exaggerated when Bitcoin started to break out. And since then, we're still showing strength. It's still bullish, right? It's still bullish in the macro. Uh, breaking 65,000 Satoshis could be a bad thing for Ethereum Bitcoin chart because now we're starting to invalidate these higher lows, right? So this is very important. I think more important than ever, one of the most important puzzle pieces, which is why we'll continue to monitor it for those in the, on the Sniper's channel. And then lastly, I'll say this. The DXY did get its sort of bearish engulfing. It would have been more of a bearish engulfing if it completely elapsed the previous week's candle. But you can see we started off a little bit less, but you can even call that bearish. So uh, I do know for a fact on the daily chart, there is a bearish divergence with the RSI though. So 
that has predicted the 2016-2020 top for the DXY, which typically is what predicts the bottom for Bitcoin. So, so many things to talk about, snipers, but here's what I want to end up with. And remember this, my opinion is that Bitcoin, which I could be wrong, and it would be, you know, disappointing to me that I'm wrong if this is the case, but I think that it's part of my job and my duty to share my opinion with you and what that honest and truthful opinion is. And to me, based on what I'm seeing on the charts, Bitcoin's more likely to test 34,000 this weekend in the next 24 hours than it is to test 25,000. And then I'll go as far as to say even this, it could even potentially turn into the bottom for Bitcoin that we never come back down to test price levels below 27,000 ever again. And we look back and say, man, remember that Luna crash? That was a big deal, right? And so with that, hope you enjoyed today's update. I know it was a little bit more in-depth, but when we start to get chatter in the comments and Discord, I think it's more important for me to, to stand on one side, right? So I'll see you guys next time. Have a good weekend. And if something changes, if Bitcoin starts to break, then I'll get another emergency update out. Just remember 25,000 is major support, 34,788 major resistance. Until next time, snipers, out.